you ready to level up? I'm Michelle Johnson, a business coach, business owner, wife, mum, and a juggler of all the things. I would love to help you juggle all the things that are important to you. How do you stay calm, in control, and achieve your goals? Join me in the Mindset Corner. Welcome back to the Mindset Corner and my chat with Sophie Britag. Sophie is first and foremost a mama to two small wild humans and a wife to a beautiful man. She loves nature, hugging trees, watching clouds and stars. She is a barefoot walker, squeezy hugger, sunshine and rainbow chaser and laughs loudly and often. Combining her strengths and more than 15 years of executive corporate and HR experience, in late 2021, she launched her kindness and well-being consulting business, Meta Leaders, meaning leading with love and kindness. Her mission is to create a kindness revolution where organizations live and breathe cultures of kindness, where leadership is from the heart and whole humanness at work is embraced. I really hope you enjoy my chat with Sophie. Okay, welcome Sophie to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on with us today. We've already just been having a chat before we came on and I can see we've got lots of things in common and very similar passions. So I'm really excited to see where this chat takes us. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, I, honestly, I just love the fact that the universe nudged us together to record this podcast. I'm really excited to see where this chat goes. Woohoo. So let's start. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about where you've been and what led you to what you're doing now. Sure. Uh, wiggly line, as they usually are. Um, so I started in sales and realised very quickly that I am a really bad liar and I can't sell things to people that they don't need. <laughs> but I'm also really good at forming relationships and forming them really quickly and deeply. And so from that, I moved into human resources and it's, it literally lights me up. So being able to support people within workplaces, being able to help people work through problems to be the best versions of themselves within their work and also expanding that to their life as well. So bringing the whole human into the workplace. So I've been in um, HR for, oh gosh, must be about 12 12 or 13 years now and uh, two years ago or just under two years ago I started my own corporate well-being uh, consultancy and it's based around uh, kindness and connection so that's where I sit now. That is so cool I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you me too actually I, I don't think I could have said that maybe 12 months ago but I actually am because you know when you follow it like you were saying like we were talking when we were offline about following those intuitive nudges and going yes, that's exactly what I should be doing. It's what I need to do. It's what lights me up. It's what I want to do. And then actually being brave enough to go do it. It's, yeah. it's nothing like it. Were you thinking about doing that for a long time or did you sort of think about it, make the decision and go? No, I had a, a period of rumination probably for, I think probably for about 12 to 18 months prior to because I could see things within my workplace but also within other people's workplaces that um, the HR person wasn't being or didn't have maybe had the capability but not the capacity to be able to support their teams in that extra way. Mm -hmm. And so as I was watching that and then COVID happened and so then everything became much more 
uh, I suppose, under the microscope as to how businesses were taking care of their people. And so the idea just kind of organically grew into me going, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take the chance. Yeah. What was holding you back? Like, I love to understand how people make these big decisions in their lives. Like what kinds of conversations were you having with yourself in that lead up? Oh, so many. Why why would I be able to start up my own business was a really good question. I kept asking myself, who am I to start my own business? Um, That's way too scary. There's no way that I could possibly leave my corporate job, which is secure. I've got two small children. Uh, I'm bringing in a stable income. I actually really enjoy what I'm doing. So why would I put more pressure on myself? You know, there was this whole uh, process of not feeling like I was good enough firstly which I think a lot of people really do you know they have a they have a a passion and something they really want to create but then they think oh well who am I to do that or why would anyone buy that from me or that's too scary Uh, I'll just stay where I'm safe Mm -hmm. and so for me it was really working through that but my husband's really he's honestly he's like my rock he is so supportive and he just said to me well why wouldn't you he goes you're already doing it within your workplace and you just want to be able to do it on a bigger scale and he said the only way you can do that is by actually creating something but he also said to me I have no idea what you do he still has no idea what I do (laughs) he just goes go you I've got you uh you know go set the world on fire and I think when you've got someone in your uh in your I suppose in your circle of influence Mm -hmm. that has got you no matter what and when that person is your partner especially then you feel like you can be fearless and do whatever because they've they've got you in case you fall yeah yeah it makes a big difference in your confidence as well it does it really does yeah and so how are you um how do you actually kind of deliver your business you mentioned workshops um so how does that work uh, in a couple of different ways, and it sort of morphed as well because I really, when I first started, I thought, yes, all I want to do is work with leaders one-on-one and be able to mentor them. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I do love creating that really deep relationship and connection with someone and watching that person grow on that journey. Um But what was interesting is when I started doing that, people then started asking me, oh, could you do this for a group or could you come into our workplace or could we, we've got this business development day, could you possibly come in and do a talk? Or I was getting asked to facilitate workshops on a particular topic and I thought, I don't think I'm meant to be doing one-on-one mentoring, even though I love it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's where my my sweet spot actually is. And then the more I got into speaking in front of groups and being able to work with uh, workshops and then doing leadership programs so putting people on a a 10-month program uh, within the team watching the team actually develop and grow together and that's what I realized that's what I love doing is actually being the conduit where people can come together form the connection with themselves and each other and then I get to facilitate and support them on that growth journey so that's that's where it is now so it's a leadership program which is around mental health and well-being Mm -hmm. and that's really really been quite special actually watching some of the groups as they develop and grow and actually have these moments where they go oh this is not rocket science but it's just about giving them the tools and the modalities and the structure around how they actually implement that on a daily basis Mm. 
And then workshops are a really lovely way where people get a taste of what I do and they can meet me and I get to meet them. And then I also do uh, women's connection circles as well. So I have like a whole other side of what I do, which I find a lot of uh, female leaders like to come along to because it's you know time that they don't often get away from everything. And that's more to feed their souls personally and, and holistically on the outside of work. So, yeah. That's amazing. I've never, I've never been to a women's circle before. I've seen them kind of advertised around. What, what yeah. would I expect if I was to come to one? Well, it's not just everyone howling at the moon and, you know, <laughs> running around naked, like a lot of people think, oh, yeah. actually. <laughs> I know, Dan, we, we could put one of them on, but <laughs> no, actually, it's really funny because um, through my, through the work that I'm doing, I've also met another beautiful woman who is, um, who's now become my business partner in a second business, which actually is around uh, retreats and, and the Women's Connection Circle. So we've actually formalised that. Um, her name's Rihanna Roach and she's just gorgeous. But um, we did have a joke the other day around, I don't think people really know what a women's circle entails. And really at the crux of it, it's it's like a mini retreat for your soul. So you get for, from our, so, and everyone runs them a little bit differently, but the way that we run our circles, and not often do you get a uh, two facilitators or more, you usually only have one, like a single facilitator for most, most circles. And people are starting to do men's circles as well. So there are um, men who are now putting on um, uh, men's circles to support mental health and wellbeing for men, which I think is amazing yeah. and giving time for connection. But we do all sorts. So we will have time to meditate. I do a lot of uh, nature connection time because I feel, and especially with you traveling, you would know the power of nature for our mental health and well-being. And so what I have wanted to incorporate into this, and I do it in my well-being work as well for corporate, is reconnect people with nature. And we do a lot of forest bathing. We do barefoot walking, which actually makes me laugh because so many people go, I don't take my shoes off. Why would I take my shoes off? And I'm like, just trust me. You'll feel so much more grounded. You'll feel so much more connected and calm. So we do a lot of nature connection. We often do um, some music. So we'll do some some quiet music time, some journaling time. We often do a ritual around, well, each time we do ours, we usually put them on quarterly. So we do a ritual around uh the season or the moon phases or a particular topic so the one we've got coming up in a few weeks time in Adelaide uh, on the 2nd of April is around um, being you so getting in touch with who you are really spending time sharing your own joy and your own happiness and your own gifts with the world or with the group and acknowledging you know you as a human rather than you as you know a mom or a sister or a person who works in a workplace and yeah so it's really just time to connect with other women and a lot of the people who come along actually connect outside the circle and so what we've realized is we're actually having a wider reach because then the, the women who've connected at the circle then go and connect outside the circle and often catch up afterwards and and really become part of each other's lives and it's just been this beautiful organic gift really that we didn't expect as part of the circles so yeah so it's, we had henna painting um you know henna artwork on hands and legs uh at the last one we did we do uh, nature mandalas that we create so all sorts of different 
mindful activities that really bring you into the moment. We have beautiful food. We often do a cacao ceremony. Um, yeah, so lots of beautiful things. It's a really delicious afternoon. Mm. Well, you definitely got me interested. <laughs> I'll look up the next one. <laughs> I am join us. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that far. You're not that far. A few hours <laughs> at the moment. Very interesting. You've, you've probably got a really interesting insight into some of the challenges that women are having either in the workplace or just generally in having these conversations. Um, yeah, what what are your insights? What do you think um, women in the workplace are struggling with at the moment? I think balance. Balance is a big one. Uh, still the ability to speak up and use their voice, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've still come, we've come a long way with that, but I feel that you know, particularly women in leadership positions particularly uh, often find it hard to get a seat at the table in exec and when they get there, they're then having to balance their family commitments mm. with the work and I fully understand that a lot of men do support their partners. I mean, my husband does all the cooking. He's amazing. And as I said to you offline, you know, he's my rock. He is my biggest cheerleader. He's amazing. And I'm really lucky to have him. And yet I'm still the one, even with my work, I'm still the one that's, you know, making sure the kids have got their homework organised. I organise the, you know, to take the dog to the vet when she needs to. The kids get, you know, medication when they need it. It's all those little things that often uh, women are finding their brains are on so many different topics and so many different things. Their to-do lists are so long mm. and then that doesn't stop when they get home. And so I feel that not creating that space in their minds is not allowing them to then be more creative in their personal life. And so a lot of them are actually not living their lives for other people, but they're doing a lot for other people. And so that's reducing their capability and capacity to create what they want to create. Yeah. So, yeah. What kinds of advice or um, what kinds of um, tactics or um, what, how could people work on that in their lives? Have you got some yeah. golden nuggets for us to try at home? <laughs> yeah, probably. Friend, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, yes, I, well, what I do, which has helped me hugely because I'm a chronic overthinker and I also have um, high functioning anxiety. And so for me, people looked at me in the workplace and still do and go, oh, she's got all her things together. She's, you know, she knows what's going on. She's achieving. She's getting, you know, she's meeting all her targets. She's doing great. And yet my brain was like in the background trying to keep up with everything. And so the things that have become really important in my life and have helped not only me but my husband and my kids uh, is scheduling me time. And by me time, I mean actually quiet time alone, which can often be really hard, as you know, with small humans in your life. They love to interrupt you every five seconds and they're amazing but not having that space to actually sit with your own thoughts and process your own feelings and emotions then reduces your capacity to support other people and their emotions and their needs as well. So I create quiet time. So every morning my kids know in the morning that when we wake up I get 15 to 20 minutes, which sounds like a huge chunk of time, but when you think of 24 hours it's really 
not um, to meditate. So I use apps such as Insight Timer and the Calm app and just do a guided meditation for myself in the morning. So creating that space where I'm not jumping out of bed, jumping into my to-do, I'm waking up. I mean, it doesn't happen every morning. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not like this model amazing human who never, you know, supports her kids when they need something in the morning. But I certainly, if, if they need something, I will then give myself that space. It, it might only be five or 10 minutes and being flexible in that. So space to think, space to just be. Uh, I get out in nature every single day of the week. So I feel that so many people are very urbanised and we live in these areas where, you know, our neighbours are so close, we're on small blocks, we're often, you know, stories high and we don't even have a, a green plant in the house. So reconnecting with nature, even if it's bringing a plant into your home. Mm-hmm said that you're getting more oxygen you know there's this, there's scientific backing to it you know bringing more oxygen into the home freshening the air having your windows open I have my windows open here as well and I did in my office when I was working in a in a corporate office so I feel that there there are quite a few things that you can do that are free that can assist your mental health and well-being I journal so I've got you know multiple journals that you can see it's all like dodgy and doggy but I journal every single day and it might only be a few minutes but I have that next to the bed and I carry it in my handbag everywhere I go as well but I'm also a list person so Mm -hmm. I love highlighters and I love lists and I love systems and processes and what that allows me to do is to get it out of my head onto a list and then I can feel like I've achieved what I need to achieve and then I can just redo my list the next day so it sounds very structured but if it's not in here and it's out then it gives me the capacity to then focus more in the moment yeah and it's all free basically you have to be like structured in order to have more freedom which seems yes. like counterintuitive but it's like yes. if you've got so much going on you can never make time for that freedom whereas if you are a little bit disciplined in the way that you organize yourself that allows then more time to have me time or, or things like that I love that I love that even even scheduling in because I use a calendar quite stringently I'm very obsessive about my calendar mm-hmm. um, because if it's for me it's, if it's not written it's not done so in my calendar I will actually have a reminder meditate or water you know it sounds ridiculous and it sounds so simple and yet when that dings on my phone I go oh yeah I haven't drunk my water or because I can get quite st- stuck at my desk and I'll just sit there for hours and work and so even a reminder to you know get up and move I don't know if anyone's got a smartwatch, they can use that buzz thing that um, buzzes on your wrist to tell you to move. That used to annoy me, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> I have a very similar view on that. I, in my course, I teach people when they're kind of creating a schedule of their ideal week or their ideal life. It's like, start with the things that are important to you, not the things that other people have, you know, imposed on your life. So obviously you do need to work and things like that, but start by thinking about what do you actually want and where can you create the time to do that first? Maybe it is getting up in the morning. I like to go for a walk first thing in the morning before anyone's awake or if they're awake, I just sort of sneak out. Sneak out, yeah. My kids know that um, I take that time and, you know, I think it's important also to teach them how to take that time for themselves and and yes you know we have a better time after that because of me having taken that yeah 
Well, exactly. It's like my kids know that I need coffee and I know that sounds ridiculous as well, but, you know, they they say to me, oh, mummy, you're going to get up and have make your coffee first. I know you do that. And I'm like, yes, because everybody is better for it, me especially. But, you know, the, the knock-on effect of taking care of ourselves and doing the things that might be really simple and small but make such a big difference. And I love the fact that you brought up that role modelling because, I never had that role modeling. You know, my mum never, you know, she used to joke with me and say, I can't believe you're having another massage, you know, as I was in my late teens and 20s. And she said, I can't remember when I've ever had a massage. And it's just those changing the way that we show up to then help our kids and future generations and future leaders, because that's what they'll be, to show up as themselves and take care of themselves while they're doing it. Super important. Yeah, so true. I think... um... I don't know if it's being a woman, but I definitely feel like it's something I hear more from women is that sort of struggle to look after other people and also look after yourself and kind of mm. have that balance. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm sure, sure there are men that feel like that too. <laughs> oh, look, I'm sure you. there are, but it's interesting. It's interesting though, because my husband, um, and this is the difference, is he will get up and make himself breakfast before he makes the kids breakfast because he's like, well, I have to eat. And I'm like, Okay, and he's like, but I'm and I'm hungry. I'm like, yeah, but so are the kids. Um, or he'll get up and go out for a run in the morning and just kind of like walk out, and I'll be like, oh, oh, well, I'll sort the kids out, you know. So it's this kind yeah. of mindset of I need to do this, so I'm going to go and do it now because it's for my my well being. I know I need to do it. Whereas I think women, generally, and I'm generalizing here, will often think, what does everybody else need? I need to make sure everyone else around me is settled and happy and then I can then go and do what I need to do to make me happy. But yeah. It needs to be shifted around the other way. I yeah, believe. sometimes that time never comes. You know, you can take up your whole life looking after everyone else. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think some people mm. might see that as sort of selfish if you're stuck mm. in a different mindset. Um mm. But it's kind of like that theory with the oxygen mask of, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first. And if you're too busy looking after someone else, you know, you might not be there for the long term or, you know, you won't be exactly. your best self for the long term to be able to look after yeah. them. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on that. Mm. And uh, what's what's next for you? What's coming up in your business? Mm, a few things. Um, so I've just been uh the finalists for an, an award have just been released so women changing the world awards so i've been um i'm a bit i can't even actually verbalize it, it sounds a bit ridiculous <laughs> and i'm trying to well, what is this but it's a, it's a global award and so i think for me i'm a bit like what my my mind is a bit blown by it so um they the the winners are actually announced on the 18th of april so that for me has been a huge shock but also a beautiful recognition for me of to keep doing what I'm doing um, and keep putting out what I'm putting out so that's one big thing that's happening Uh, I've got some uh, more long-term projects happening with some clients to so I should have explained earlier I actually partner with businesses so I become like their business partner for well-being and and sometimes they pull in the HR stuff as well because I can help them with the other HRE bits um, and this client actually said to me the other day he goes I really just need someone who can talk to people because he goes because I can't and I'm not interested and I, and he goes but I know they need it so businesses like that are partnering with me to become sort of their go-to person as the business partner mm-hmm. so that's that's happening over the next few more well, probably 10 months I think I'll end up partnering with them 
and I am still doing HR consulting on the side. So I work um, part-time, so 0.8 in HR consulting as well. And then I've got a women's circle, as I mentioned earlier, on the 2nd of April back in Adelaide um, with my business partner. And what else am I doing? Oh, LinkedIn uh, workshop because I love I love LinkedIn. Love it, love it. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. And it's my favourite online place to hang out um, apart from Instagram. But I've got a LinkedIn workshop that I'm doing on the 6th of April as well in Adelaide, which is just getting people started on LinkedIn and how they set up their profile and how to use it because it can be a bit overwhelming for people when they first start. So, yeah, yeah that's what's keeping me busy at the moment. Oh, it sounds awesome. I love being busy. I love chatting with other people that have these like multi-passionate businesses because sometimes (laughs) I think like, oh, does this, does this all really fit in? But you know, doesn't need to, whatever, whatever lights you up, whatever sort of. I love that. I love that. And I think so often, and it's really interesting point that you make there is I think so often we're brought up to kind of go, you have one passion, you probably have one dream. No, you probably have multiple dreams. They might not all work out. They might not all be amazing, but it doesn't mean you can't try them all out. And, and actually, well, I was um, at a International Women's Day lunch last week and uh, the guest speakers there, one of them said uh, what they have done with their business, which I thought was amazing, was treat it like an experiment. And so it doesn't have to work out. It might work out and it might be amazing or it might not work out. But if it's just an experiment, it doesn't really matter, does it? Either way. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting shift of mindset around, um, you know, this is my dream and it has to work and I'm putting everything into it. It might not, but it might lead to what you are actually meant to do. So. Yeah, it's just a data gathering mission. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what I've done with workshops as well. So even with, um, you know, if people are looking to create new things, sometimes they don't work out, but they teach you what does and doesn't work and what you do and don't want to do. So I think, you know, it's having that flexibility. Yeah, I think uh, if you were really worried about failure, it would be very hard to run a business. <laughs> you would be, oh my gosh, you know, it would be hard to move. Um, <laughs> but being, having that flexibility and being like, okay, I think acting out of curiosity, you know, just like, mm. I'll just try this. Uh, I wonder what will happen. And not being like really attached to everything as a an indicator of your self-worth or as an indicator of your ability as a business owner. You know, it's just yes. something to try and get. Um, feedback from the environment maybe change something and go again so don't you think it's hard to get past that in the start though so when you first start your business because you so I don't know about you but I was so much like this is what I want to do this is going to be this is the only thing that's going to work and then I got into it went "Mm, no no (laughs) that's not going to work over there but I tried it and went oh okay well maybe this part of that I can pull in to create something over here but I felt I struggled with that a little bit at the beginning with kind of going, well, this is the vision I had. So why is that not working? Why are people not getting what I'm putting out? Why are they not picking up what I'm putting down kind of thing? But it was because I needed to hone in on what parts were working and weren't working and just do that continuous improvement process Mm. of, well, what do people really want? And, and is what I'm presenting what I really want to be doing and it might be different. So mm. I think that's totally normal though, because you need to like create some, like surety for yourself to be able to take a leap and do something different Mm. so you sort of build all Mm. these structures for yourself like what can make me comfortable okay if I have this you know structure then I know what I'm doing and it's not yes not a big as it's not as big a risk it's not as um 
crazy <laughs> to, yeah. to yes. what I'm doing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, being too stuck to that vision can also, you know, be a problem because you need to, like you said, listening to that feedback from the businesses that you're working with and people asked you about workshops, it's like, okay, this is what the, on the one hand, you could say the universe, but also the market, yes. like in a business sense, the yes. financial, the marketplace is telling you this is where the money is. Um, this, this is, is the what demand. People pay you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. That, that's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because you, I am very much uh, like you. I think we're quite similar in that we believe that there is, you know, a universal nudge or you know, insight or intuition or whatever people want to call it. But then also it's how do you combine that part of it with the business part of of making sure that you're making money and you're actually profitable and you're doing not only going through life and loving what you're doing, but you're making money out of it as well. And I think so many times um, through my journey at the beginning, I was so afraid to discuss finances and money and and abundance, financial abundance, that it held me back quite a bit. And I think that, you know, advice for anyone starting out in business is to not be afraid of your numbers because that will really limit your ability to then be as agile as you could be because you might need to change what you're offering because it might not actually be what people want. Mm. That's when like having a coach or working, like doing workshops and getting mm. like those outside opinions can be so helpful mm. because you just otherwise you're spinning around and around in your head and, you know, what if this, what if that, maybe I should do this and having like people around you to support you and help you like give you that feedback along the way gives you that um, the confidence to to do something different and, and keep going. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I think community is everything when it comes to, to business because you can feel quite lonely that's why I love connecting with people like you because I, I just think you know you can have a, a half hour 40 minute chat and you go oh yeah that's that's great I got an idea from that person or they've really validated what I was feeling you know to then go and do something else and I, yeah I love I love that part of particularly women-based communities because I feel that we understand each other really well and I and I think there is a movement now where there's so many more women supporting women or maybe I just surround myself only with those humans I don't know but um having those communities is really is powerful mm. yeah well thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with this community <laughs> um I've definitely enjoyed the chat yeah. and certainly got some things to think a bit differently about and uh how maybe you can just share with us how can um people get in touch with you if they'd like to know more or follow you around in the social universe <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, as I said I love LinkedIn it's my favorite place to hang out online I'm there pretty much every day um, and that's just under my name so Sophie Bretag I don't have a company page yet I haven't made it that far because it's just way too much to cope with um, I have an Instagram page so meta leaders m-e-t-t-a leaders or one word and then I've got my website which is just metaleaders.com so yeah I'm always up for a chat if anyone wants to connect it's been lovely being on here. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's just lovely hearing your story of your bravery and courage to up sticks and be free too. I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's great to share and, and definitely hear from like-minded people, that's for sure. Thank you so much. And uh, if you've got some takeaways from this episode, please hit us up on socials, either either one of us we would love to hear if there's something you've heard that helps you in your life and you've made a change and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the podcast have a great day
for joining me today on the Mindset Corner. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share it with your friends on socials. And if you love today's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. It really helps people find the podcast. If you would like to learn more, visit themindsetcorner.com. There you can check out my current five-day course, Lost to Mind Boss, which is always available for you to lift up your mindset to the next level. Okay, see you next time and have a fantastic day.